Hello and welcome to Experience Share. It's a Pokemon podcast starring me, Tantine. Mantine. Straightforward. AKA Tanner Green Ring. And I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Cranidus. <laughs> Cranidus? Cranidus. You want it to be right. On paper, it looks good. Cranidus. You know? Dosh. You're just yeah. adding an, an H to the end of the name. Yeah. But you have that, that long O. Ah, uh, Josh. Cranidosh. And he's got that. Was really what it is. Dosh. Like an umlaut O. Yeah. Well. It does look really good on paper, though, so I'll still give it to you. I do my best here, Joshua. That's all we, can uh, do. we play through every single Pokemon game, gym by gym, week by week, and by every single one, I, I mean most of them. Because we did skip Pokemon Ranger yeah. and moved on, moved directly to Pokemon Ranger 2 Shadows of Elmia. Seems like people like this one the most, and I'm agreeing right I'm now. I'm agreeing too. But I have nothing to compare it to, so. Continues to be a romping good time, very JRPG. Some of the mechanics are starting to <laughs> wear a little thin. But on the other hand, I was pretty impressed with a lot of the set pieces in um, on the cargo ship. I was too. There's something so good looking about these like late era 16-bit games where it's like they really mastered the 16-bit art form and like really packed those pixels in like oh yeah especially when you're doing shit like using a pokemon's like world power or whatever to like slice a log or slice a vine or whatever like that and like hurl giant metal plates <laughs> they just look so good it's great yeah. all the sprites look great they all like animate so well except for one which is my you make me barf pokemon which we'll talk about in just a few minutes okay um yeah i'm just like i'm constantly impressed with this game it's so fun it's a nice palette cleanser between what we were complaining about with the animation in black and white where it was very like kind of zoomed in too much right and it looked like so many of the pokemon could have had more right. pixels and here it's just so densely packed it's, it just looks great I think the only thing I'm I'm feeling now, and also like I told this to my wife earlier too, as I was like ignoring our child to play Pokemon. Of course, it's tough to pack a full game into three or four weeks, like we're doing. Yeah, you know, usually we we play at a fairly leisurely pace when we're playing these games. Right. But this one's like, hey, beat an entire game in four weeks, and it's like, okay, yeah. I will do my best to do that. In the proper um, seasons, we have the ability to scale our commitment. Right. We're like, you can pretty much always clear the gym, you know, within like three to five hours. Right. The real trick is like grinding out levels. Right. But you don't have to do that all the time. Yeah. But I think because of that, the style or mechanic is starting to wear a little thin on me. It's just like, sure, it's not as gratifying as it was at the start of the game to just sit and circle Pokemon over and over again. Like, I need I need something a little bit meatier to sink my teeth into. Like, I kind of wish this game, instead of using the stylus and using the, like, circle mechanic, just let me do, like, a traditional JRPG kind of thing. Which I guess is just, I guess I'm what I'm describing as Pokemon. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Oh, so you miss uh, you miss a little mainline Pokemon game? I do like the circle mechanic. It's just like after a little while, it's like okay, okay. I like well, it's not gratifying, you know. We do get a big upgrade after the last mission on this leg eight. Yeah, for our yeah. stylus. So I think it'll it'll make it easier. Joshua, lots to cover this week. Uh, we ended last week in. 
Puel Town? Puel Town, right. We we saved Puel Town Spent from a week the, there one night. The grip of um, Puel Town, more like Puke Town. <laughs> I spent a few nights there after some <laughs> nights out drinking with you specifically. Yeah, yeah. We've been known to do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, we saved Puel Town from the grips of a attack by the Dim Sun That's right. team. Clan Dim Sun. Dim Sun. Who put their little gigarimo machines all over the town. Um, and then we reported back to the Pokemon Center, the Ranger Center. Yeah, Vien Town. That's right. Yeah. This is the opportunity where you can do a few quests. Yes. You get a freebie partner Pokemon after you go to Chicole Village where your family, your parents and then your little sister have moved. You sort of learn about partner Pokemon. You've been given your initial right. partner Pokemon that you chose. Mine was, um, what is that little mouse's <laughs> name? I've already forgotten. Um, so distant. Pachirisu? Yeah, Pachirisu. And you chose? I chose Starly. Yeah. But now they've insisted on showing us how the actual mechanic of partner Pokemon works. You head to Chicole Village and you head south. Apparently, like... There's a farm to the south of Chickle Village that is your family's farm. Yeah. And it's being haunted by a ghost in a hat. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Spooky. I guess the scare warning. Scare warning. Yeah, scare warning. <laughs> yeah, prepare to piss your pants. <laughs> it's not a ghost. It's a Krikatot. Krikatot. And Daddy is there to explain to you that you can adopt any Pokemon you want to be your partner Pokemon and the other Pokemon that you've adopted as partner Pokemon will live on this farm. Yeah. And you can come back for them anytime. Kind of a nice throwback to like, I remember that in uh, the anime where Professor Oak will keep Ash's Pokemon on a farm. I had a lot of dogs go to live on a farm growing up. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, I had a lot of dogs growing up and every now and then they just sort of go away and my parents would always say they went to live on a farm. They're frolicking. And that's exactly where your They're happy there. Your partner Pokémon all go to. I'm sure all those dogs are still living happily yeah. up there on the farm too. I think they're fine. Yeah. With this Krikatot because that thing is never fucking leaving the farm. No, I'll tell you they, that. it's like it's like intentional. <laughs> they're like here's the world's worst Pokémon. We're going <laughs> to yeah. introduce you to this mechanic where you can come back to this farm and like pick up your partner Pokémon wherever you want and like for example, here's a Krikatot. Do you want to take it now? And it's like, nope. Nope. Why don't you scuttle away? It is going to live and, and die its entire <laughs> life on this farm. Absolutely no way that Krikatot is ever following me around. No way. Not every Pokemon you encounter is available to be your partner Pokemon, but every now and then you will encounter some kind of quest or some kind of mission where you form a special connection with a partner Pokemon that then you can adopt as your partner Pokemon. Um, in this leg of the journey, I think we came across three. I think that's There's right. There's the Krikatot, and then the one that Josh ends up adopting. Yes. And then the one that I end up adopting. Ooh. So. Yeah, you can get the one that I ended up adopting in the same release of quests. There are three new ones here. Yeah. And... This other one is in the Vienne Forest where you find this dude who is concerned about a Cranidos that he saw being harassed by a war turtle. Yeah, he wants you to go save the the Cranidos. Um I feel like I went through Vienne Forest 
probably two dozen times looking for this damn Cranidos. Really? I just could not find it. It was in a little, like, kind of a grotto where it's, like, I know, exactly. off the beaten path, and then it's just one lone tree, and there's a war turtle chasing the Cranidos. Just like, it. yeah, going in circles around it. Yeah. It was happenstance. Like, I, I searched Vian Forest, honestly, a dozen times looking for it. I even went online and I was like, where is this Cranidos? And everyone's like, oh, it's there. And it's like, well, I don't know where that is. Like, that's meaningless to me. And then, like, ran a couple missions and happened to be going back. I was, like, headed back to the school for a future mission that we're going to talk about and, like, encountered it. And I was like, well, I scoured this forest for it before and could not find it. But eventually I found it and I ended up saving the Cranidos. But I didn't like its special partner move, so I didn't keep it. I liked it. I sent it to the farm. I think... It looks really fun where it runs around sort of like a velociraptor. It like follows you where it will like pause for a second and let you get ahead. And then it will like run quickly up to follow you. And that I thought was cute. I do like that. And technically my guy is like, you know, a bird guy. He's like, oh, raptor. That that counts. But it's really just because Starly's ability sucked with the little tornadoes. And yeah. its ability is just like rock throw or something. And so the ability in a battle, once you have the power up, you just sit there and you just flick rocks at the Pokemon you're trying to befriend. And you get like 20 of them, it feels like. And it's perfect for poison Pokemon that we fight. And I didn't know that going in, but they do their little like smog or whatever that surrounds their body so it makes it really hard to circle them with the styler and so cranidos was perfect because you could just huck rocks over at it and just keep you know pounding it while it's secreting its oozes <laughs> yeah well, the sentence you just could said have said that in a different way so graphic <laughs> just keep pounding it while it's secretes its oozes just believe all that oops <laughs> But yeah, I like Cranny Dose. I'm still running it. Yes, we we make our way. We need to find our way to the uh, Pokemon Ranger HQ on Union Road. Ranger Union. Uh, oh, wait. There's something with Ollie, too. <laughs> the, like, villain of the last episode, this, like, oily boy that we oh, capture. Yeah, right. The, oh, Ollie, right. That's the yeah. nickname we landed on. We bring him back to his own mother in Chicol Village. So apparently he was our neighbor. In a very small village. There's only four houses in this village. We and we didn't know this guy. Couldn't make him out because of all the oil that was slathered all over his body, plus the ropes we tied him up with. <laughs> Neither he nor his mother took any issue with him being called Ollie. They're like, yep, yeah, that's Ollie. That's his name now. Like, we made that name up for him. But yeah, he turns out to have just been uh, by, uh, an innocent bystander. He's like a mule. Yeah, that's right. He got caught up in all of this. He was just looking for a paycheck. He did not actually know what he was doing with these giggery moments. Just following orders. Yep. We bring him back to his mommy, and that's where we kind of learn about the farm. Right. But we get this call to go to the, the Union Ranger station. But the bridge is up, and we need to find the bridge's attendant. Right. Which means, Joshua, we have to charter a boat out to international waters. Yep, because he just tucked the key. Yeah, in some kind of panic. A little unclear. Uh, he threw the key off the deck. <laughs> uh, Oops. And we need to go underwater to get it. Yeah. But we have this, like, Qui-Gon Jinn, like, Jedi rebreather thing. You remember that from the prequels? How Qui-Gon Jinn and... I can picture it, I think. Obi-Wan Kenobi when they're going to visit Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Yeah. In Gungan City, they have like little breather units. I'll take your word for well, it. Well, we have that too. Yeah. 
Uh, so we can survive underwater indefinitely, which is pretty handy because we need that for here. Oh, the micro aqua lung is what it's the called. The micro aqua lung. Aqua lung. Yeah. Is that Jethro Tull? No, it, his name is Jar Jar Binks. Oh, okay. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we, we take a boat out to international waters and you dive off. And, and let me it's say. A, it's a dungeon. I am very pleased that boats are finally a proportionate size to the sprites. <laughs> yeah, you're on like a proper boat. First Pokemon game to do this where, you know, it's not your sprite taking up, you know, a third of the whole ship. It's like, oh, you could get a couple of people on here and I feel like it'll float. It's going to be a cool party boat. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And those are international waters, baby. So. Oh, yeah. What happens you can do whatever out there. You want out there. It stays out yeah. there because of the implication. So there's lots of cool new Pokemon down here. There's Mantikes, there's Mantines, there's Corsolas, there's Finneons, and each of them mm-hmm. has their own overworld ability, just like the ground Pokemon up above. Yeah, they swap out all of your land lover Pokemon, so when you dive under, you're starting with nothing. Right. And you have to capture your new crew. But once you have captured a whole crew, if you go back above water or then come back underwater you will come back underwater with the crew you left the water with. So if you have like a Mantine and a Corsolo and a Finneon with you and you go above water, next time you come back underwater, you'll have that same crew. Right. Each of them has the same kind of abilities as the overworld. Yeah. Finneon has cut and Corsola has crush and whatever. So you, you do the same thing here where you um, make your way through the, the, dungeon and you're clearing obstacles and and all that kind of stuff yeah you're hunting down a sharpedo yeah it turns out the sharpedo has eaten and or the keys like caught on it so you have to navigate this environment and you deal with like currents and your movement obviously changes because you're underwater uh and it's like a coral reef i will say again like this is just a beautiful set piece there's little bubbles that animate it looks great all the pokemon have little like different ways of moving almost all the pokemon look so good under here except for one josh oh okay and it's my you make me barf pokemon of the week who is it star you huh star you is not a pokemon I, I consider and you make me barf pokemon normally right but i actually think i took a video of it the sprite. <laughs> I took a couple of videos this, here too. Yeah, we'll have to put them on Instagram. In this game is so <laughs> they've decided they've made a choice with Staryu in this game. They decided that they would make it walk as though it had feet. Oh, you're right. Look at it walk oh. around. <laughs> yeah. Look at it walk now around. Now I'm really its looking at it feet. up close. <laughs> It just sort of like walks around and it's got like a little butt and it's got little feet uh, it and it just looks butt. so Plus gross. with the gym in the middle, just it so sort absurd. of looks like it's sticking its pelvis out as it's like yeah. sauntering forward. Very, just like very saunters. confidently. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. It's like, I don't think it's meant to walk, you know, like that's, that's a choice that you made. Um, <laughs> game cre- what is, who, what's the company that makes this game even? It's like. Oh, creatures or something like that. I think so. Creatures sounds right. Creatures was involved. Creatures Inc. Creatures Inc. What else are they responsible for? I don't know. I'm clicking. Let's see. It's an affiliate of the Pokemon Company, which it's and you know, which itself is a joint venture by Nintendo Game Freak. Oh, and Creatures. 
Oh, it was okay. founded on November 8th, 1995. Oh, by Earthbound! Tasuni Kazu Ishihara. Oh, Ishihara! From a Pokemon trading card game game for Game Boy Color. Yeah. Ishihara and Satoru Iwata. This is the third part of the Trinity. This is the secret partner, but perhaps the most powerful partner. So, Creatures Inc. was birthed Phoenix style from the ashes of Ape Inc., which is the company that made the Earthbound games. Oh, interesting. And this game, God, now that I know that, this game that makes a ton of sense feels so much like Earthbound. Yeah, the style's very similar. It's got the same vibe. It's got the same like style. Yeah, yeah this is like this is so close to an Earthbound game. 3D modeling for Pokemon Coliseum, XD Gale of Darkness. It's all coming together. We like all of these games. Yeah. Gosh, no wonder. Pokemon trading card game. It felt right, you know? Like, it feels like it's getting Pokemon right. And, and like, I don't want to say anything bad about Pokemon Coliseum or Pokemon Coliseum 2, because I liked those games a lot. Yeah. But it they didn't feel like Pokemon games, you know? Right. Well, because it is this more, like, traditional JRPG situation but so is this you know and even though this has that jrpg feel it still feels like a pokemon game Mm -hmm. like the pokemon act the way you want them to act except for staryu who should not be walking on his little gross feet no it should no no disgusting little staryu is my you make me barf pokemon of the week um other than that everyone else down here is smooth sailing i didn't want to drop it just immediately but i feel like i have to if you're talking about these smooth sailing sweeties because there is one that really captured my heart. Who's that? Mantike is Joshy's sweetie. Gosh, Mantike and Mantine both oh, yeah. just look so good in this game. Stunning, Mon. Mantine like is huge and majestic. Like you his, ride his around overworld, on it later. Yeah, his overworld power is you ride around on him to get through like the currents and the like chasms. It's so loyal. The sprites look good. Mantike is so cute and little. He's got this little smiley face on his back. Yeah, I which love I guess that. I didn't know if he had. I didn't know he had that. I never really noticed it because you don't see unless you know you're fighting with it, where you're seeing its back. Its sprite is usually not really revealing the back. Right. But on the back, it's got two little circles you know like eyes and then a curved line like a smile and so when it's in its natural environment in this deep sea they'll float around kind of like vertically so it's making this face like what a butterfly would do yeah yeah it's cool it's cute and it's cute it's again like very thoughtful environment design and like how the pokemon would interact with their natural environment yeah and i liked it so then you need to kind of solve all the the puzzles and destroy all the logs and and all that kind of stuff yeah you get to this like big crevice eventually the mariana trench yeah the chasm uh, it's it's like an abyss mantine to float you over it right which you then have to navigate that for a while and it's just a black abyss until you make it to another part of the undersea area and that's where you like spy a sharpedo and then you're like on the chase trying to find this thing yeah so once you've encountered the sharpedo's area you've discovered that it has swallowed the key that you need to lower the bridge so you have to chase it which is a pretty annoying oh my god bit it was because <laughs> you have to like you have tough. to hit these jet streams and then because it's fast as like hell. manage to maneuver and, and like when you're underwater it's got the slight like ice mechanic where it's like 
there's some acceleration and deceleration. Like you don't just stop right away. You kind of like slow down before you stop. Right. And you kind of need to like, you know, mash your thumbstick just to go in the direction you want to go. And while you're doing that, you're also slipping through jet streams trying to chase the Sharpedo. And every now and then they'll like throw a tricky jet stream right. in you that's going the wrong way that just like sort of shoots you out of the, the puzzle. So you have to memorize the exact path and then like really nail all of the like turns so that you basically do like a 180 hitting all these jet streams and then you have to avoid one right above that that would send you the opposite way and then go back down and like do it again and then after like i don't know two or three like nailing it or five you or can ten. finally yeah. i'm i'm sure i'm underestimating and it was way more than that uh you could finally intercept the sharpedo the sharpedo and then you you battle it of course uh and get the key um and then go back and deliver the key to brooke i think his name was yep the guy who runs the drawbridge. But then before we go up to Union Road and the Union Station uh, Ranger Center, there's a couple of quests oh, yeah. in this area. And one of them in particular is to just go and do exactly what you just did. Oh, my God. Except this time you're trying to catch a Lu- Luminion. What's it called? Luminion? The evolved form of the Finian. Finian evolution. Yeah. And Jesus you go Christ. through the entire underwater dungeon. You make your way back to that same kind of like water jet puzzle and of course that's where luminion is <laughs> that was so infuriating to like do that and then just basically the immediately have to do still. it again <laughs> yeah yeah i accidentally when i finally got to the luminion i like go up to it and then the sharpedo is basically stacked on it so i had to fight the <laughs> sharpedo again <laughs> yeah, and exactly. then get the luminion <laughs> It's such a pain in the ass. And it also reminds me, speaking of videos, I took one because when I was playing this quest specifically, I had the sound on. Mm-hmm. And Finians make the funniest sound when you run up to them. See if this will get picked up. <laughs> it sounds like a ghastly. <laughs> or like a haunter. It's sort of scary. Yeah. It's a sinister laugh. I know. It's such I was like, that is probably the very last sound I would have picked for a Finian to make. <laughs> they seem so like they're so chill elegant. and lovely, and then it's like this yeah. spooky kind of like sinister ghastly laugh. Yeah. Yeah. So That's not for me. No. I didn't like that. We're done here in the underwater grotto and we've delivered the key and the bridge is lowered. Yeah. The most immediate thing just north of Puel Town is a big park called All True Park. Yes. There's not much that's notable in All True Park. It's just sort of a big park. There's a few people here. They None of the people in this game have anything interesting to say. It's made me get over my thing where I have to talk to anyone and everyone because now that you know when someone has they a have a quest, they'll have yeah. a little question mark above them. So now I'm like, okay, I'm not going to talk to you unless you look particularly interesting. I mean, a lot of them say some pretty weird shit. They say definitely weirder and funnier things than they do in the mainline games, I'll say. But they're not useful. And now that we know it's creatures, that makes sense. And they don't give you anything, and there's no, like... Right, you don't get random trade items. Trade me your Cranidos for whatever, you know, like, there's nothing along those lines. So it, this whole all-true park part is pretty boring. All, most of the people are just talking about... All true. All true Inc., which is the new megacorp. Uh, the all true building sits at the end of this. Yeah. The new corporation enters the stage. If you go left, it's Union Road, which takes you to the Ranger Union. If you go north, you go to the all true building. 
which is mostly off limits to you at this point. It's a lot of all true propaganda. It's it's people telling you how great all true is. Yeah. I don't feel like I have a good enough sense for all true as a company or what they produce or how they're helping me or what service they provide to me. Not yet. To really put it within the power rankings of megacorps yet. Yeah, we can't rank it, but bug catchers, stay tuned. I assume we'll make our way back here at some point. I don't think they could build such a elaborate set like, piece without three screen set pieces. Right. <laughs> yeah, the garden the the park is like giant on its own and then the building you can only enter the first floor I think and like you meet right. the Murph is the uh Ranger Union PR guy. Yeah, and he joins and, you. Uh, he kind of gives you a brief tour. <laughs> You see some portraits on the wall of the founder and the founder's son and the founder's son's son, who's the current like president of yeah, all true. Call. Yeah, and he's got he's got bad vibes around him. Definitely, you know? there's something stinky about him. Well, he's a corporate fat cat, and don't they all? I'll tell you what. The last guy I felt had stinky vibes on him. Who turned out to be a bad guy? Yeah. So we'll get to that at the end of this. Oh, oh, oh! Interesting. At the end of this episode. Then you head west through the Union Road. Union Road, I felt like it was a pretty good route. Yeah, it's pretty. It's grasslands and woods. There's like a cabin. There's a little like water feature. Oh, there's lots of fun little Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Pinecos will like fall on you randomly or try to fall on you. And then there's like, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, the explosion animation is dynamite. So good. Voltorbs It like it takes also. up like a quarter of the screen. Yeah, it's really fun. It looks like a little miniature, you know, like Command and Conquer, that old like 90s yeah. RTS. Yeah, it had a great like nuclear explosion or like bomb yeah. animation. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it yeah. reminds me of that where it's pixelated, but like it looks Good. It looks really good. It surprised me every time to see this like giant explosion on the screen. Yeah, it's it's really fun to watch. There's also some other little cuties here. There's Badoos and there's Floatzels and there's Oddishes. Right. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And then you make your way you make your way to um the Ranger Union. Yeah, you go to Ranger Union. You had been summoned there by Professor Hastings, who I think we couldn't remember in the first episode. He's the professor in this one. And he has invited you because they've finally been able to study the Gigarimo. And that's where uh, they've like started analyzing it. And chair, you meet Chairperson Irma, right. who's the head of the Ranger Everyone's Union. Everyone's concerned with her health. Yeah. And I don't know if she's unwell or what, but... They are all old. Yeah. So I hope I hope she pulls through. Yeah, I obviously hope so, too. But. She seemed lovely. And I'll also say, like, I don't want to wax too poetic about this, but I really love the Chairperson Irma's, like, control room. Because it's, like, her and Professor Hastings and then, the like, Gigarimo's there, and they're standing over, like, you know, kind of, like, again, like a 90s movie, like, all dark green and light green, like outline of like almia i presume and then it's got the little like radars oh, yeah. <laughs> and like little it's like a situation room. yeah it's a situation room yeah and it just looks the great. whole ground is just a map of almia yeah so yeah it's cool you have to answer some questions to like you know prove your metal and i got them all right they send you on the next mission right and then you you head out with um what's his face barlow, barlow. yeah and as you're leaving the union a big earthquake happens, 
And everyone in the little valley here on Union Road are panicked around the earthquake. And they said, surely it's coming from the cliffs. Yeah. So make your way to... Peril Cliffs. Peril Cliffs. Sounds safe. Sounds fun. Sounds perilous. Yeah. Joshua, what what befell you at Peril Cliffs? Tell me. Oh, what didn't? After this break. <laughs> yeah. Peril Cliffs. Welcome back, Joshua. Welcome back. Bug catchers. Welcome to Peril. They actually are pretty perilous yeah. because of one little Pokemon. Oh, my God. Called Gligar. I did not expect their behavior until it was too late. It's the same <laughs> mechanic as in Ocarina of Time when you're climbing up the, the vine skulchulas. walls and the skullchillas bonk you and knock you off the wall and you like fall down. You Except, flash red and fall down. Oh, yeah. Was... You don't take any fall damage in this game, but it's like such a pain in the butt to have to like climb back up. And like the Gligar tail strike that it does is essentially unavoidable. Yeah, if they detect you and you can't move quickly enough, which is very difficult. It's so hard to dodge. Like, you have to start over. Or if you're lucky, you'll hit a lower ledge. But the whole premise of the Peril Cliffs is you're trying to make it to the top, or you're trying to make it to the bottom, but in order to get to the bottom, of course, you have to go all the way to the top and around. Right, exactly. And investigate where this big earthquake came from. And you're climbing vines the whole time. Yep. And there's Staravias here, and they have cut, so you can use them, like, to unfurl vines that'll be there that you need to, like, lower. Yeah, you gotta kind of keep your eyes peeled for these dangly little vines that you can cut to turn into, like, a rope you can climb up. The worst part, when you have to kind of go over, the, like, the top of it to get over to the right side, which you then go down to get to the bottom, is, like, three or four Gligars are all there, and... They're just like gliding around. You have to kind of avoid their gaze, but they'll move kind of haphazardly. You got to you gotta give them a wide berth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you stay in their range for like, I don't know, a second, they just charge at you. They're on you. And then yeah. you got to do it all again. They're on you like stink so, on shit. This was, again, a while. Yeah, but eventually you can make your way down to the bottom of the cliffs where you discover that Team Dim Sum... Dim, sorry, Dim Sun. Got you again. Have developed the Gigarimo Mark II. Gigarimo Mini. I think it's just the Gigarimo Mini. Mini Remo, I think. Uh, Yeah, it's called the Mini Remo. You're right. Yeah. It's the sleek new, you know, sister line to the Gigarimo. No longer are we using the Gigarimo, which sort of has an area of effect spell. On these Pokemon, where it drives every Pokemon in the area wild. It needs four grown men or one Big Bertha yeah. to move it. <laughs> Big Bertha came to the Pokemon Center this week and was like, I brought everyone my famous milk pudding. And everyone was like, oh. yum, can't wait to eat it. And I was like, I will pass. Thank you, Big Bertha. I do not want any of your yummy milk pudding. I asked her whose milk, and she said, Who, whose milk isn't it? <laughs> That's the secret. <laughs> I'll tell you this, they definitely consented. A little thing I like to call, you'll see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I always like to play this game with my friend and other co-host, Jack, who's a lo- lifelong militant vegan, Yeah, where I try to just get to the bottom of what he will eat. And at one point, we agreed that if uh, an adult woman consented to giving her breast milk to Jack to turn into cheese, he would eat that cheese. Wow. He would 
make and eat a grilled cheese with it. And we were going to do content around it for a website that we all used to work at. <laughs> but it turns out that you can't turn. <laughs> that human, would have been your last post. <laughs> you can't turn human breast milk into cheese. It doesn't work. Really? Yeah. There's something. There's something. Well, why? Something with the enzymes. Like some missing the... protein okay, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. You have to cut it with cow's milk to turn it into cheese. And then it's no longer vegan because right. the cow didn't consensual. consent. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. That's a fortunate loophole, I'd say, for Jack on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It could have been interesting. Yeah. This is human cheese. Oh, I'm sure that there's an audience for that content. <laughs> <laughs> there always is. So any anyway, the the mini Remo is the new kind of Remo machine. It doesn't do area of effect. Instead, it's like a little laptop on a stand that Team Dim Sun can deploy to target individual Pokemon. Like yeah, or like one up to, to four. four Pokemon at a time. Yeah, you've encountered this now at the bottom of the cliff. There is a member of Team Dim Sun who has a couple of Ram- um, Pardoses, Rampardi, Rampardoses. Yeah. yeah. Under his throat. And they're like ramming a part in the cliff trying to like make a hole in it. He's like, oh, my tunnel project is foiled. It's like, what are you digging a tunnel for? Yeah, he's like, I'm a, I'm a geologist and I'm, I'm looking for some rocks and minerals. And then yeah. I think Barlow's like, oh, yeah? What kind of rocks and minerals do they have here? And he's like, um, ge- geodes? <laughs> and then like the other thing i think is fun with the little animations of the overworld is that anytime someone is panicking it does the two little like it's sweat, sweat. <laughs> beads that yeah. like shoot off each side of their face so that starts happening to this guy and uh he gives up the ghost and gives up the ghastly and he's like all right you know fuck it i'm part of team din son and then these ramp pardoses just he sicks them on you come at you and barlow tries to warn you as you're headed into this area he's like oh we're probably gonna have to battle those rampardos oh yeah like are you ready so you can say no there's a save point nearby the first time i was like yes i'm ready i'm not a fucking child and the rampardos oh my god ate my bottom uh yeah annihilated devastating (laughs) it's my one and only death that i've racked up in this game really impressive i can't remember i feel like i died like at least once, if not twice, previously in the previous episode, and I died twice here. They they destroy you. It's like cool. Your styler will like disintegrate when you die. It's kind of cool. Yeah, like you're not dying. Your your styler is just broken, and that's like your badge of honor. So like you're kicked out of the Rangers if your styler breaks. I had to try a couple of combos because all the mon around here have different abilities that might be useful arlo warns you he's like what's good against these rampardoses is fighting type steel type and ground type yeah and this whole area is just filled with them so i went out i picked up a couple of aarons me too i had two of them who have this like steel bubble ability yeah that you like charge it and then it like you You can do a bunch of little circles to make the bubble really big and then you flick the bubble at the bad guys and it slows them down um and then manky oh manky's good manky is great it kind of i think it just doubles your power yeah you just become like a machine yeah um and then there's also magnemites here which do double the healing of of peaches which we previously encountered so they do 10 amount of healing that was my team also two errands well magnemite and a manky that's how I beat him. Yeah, me too. I think that's the trick. Yeah. And then Barlow obviously takes on the other one, so you only have to fight one. And then once they're done, they... So every time you defeat 
some of these Pokemon under the thrall of a mini Remo machine. The mini Remo machine then explodes. Right. So not super sustainable. <laughs> Maybe yeah, they'll make a resource intensive. Mini Remo two. Yeah. But this first one, yeah, I mean, they're tearing through these fucking things. Yeah. That's the end of uh of Peril Cliffs. But on your way out, Marlo decides to kind of level you up. Yeah. You're ranked up to rank four. And one of the perks, the main perk of being ranked up to level four is we now have access to um, Chocobo. Sorry, uh, Dodos. <laughs> yeah. Chocobos is exactly right. And they are Dodos. You can now, there are now suspiciously where there were none before, there are now Doduos everywhere. Yeah. And you can capture them with your styler and their overworld ability is that you can ride them yeah and they're so gangly just sort of tear across the map (laughs) they're super fast so they're like you know the running shoes slash bike in this game except like on steroids oh it's It's like so fast you can clear the entire map in in no time which is great because this was around when it was like oh my god you're telling me i have to go back to vn town so you've beaten this mission where you've gotten to the bottom of what Team Dim Sun is up to at Peril Cliffs, and then they're like, okay, great. The next mission is you have to go teach a class at at the ranger school right. that you graduated from. And it's like, okay, well, that's on the other side of the map. You want me to run across the map? And they're like, yeah, you have Doduo now. Yeah. Go for it. You can also do a few quests along the way. Yep. I think there's seven quests here. Yeah, all of these quests are like fetch quests. I mean, they're like, they're fun. They're not like... They don't feel like a chore. No, they're all quick hits. I mean, one of them is like Brooke again, the bridge operator. Right. He just wants you to go like... Say hi to his grandmother. Yeah, because he can't leave his duty. And this one, I was like, oh, I I wrote this whole thing down because I was like, oh, I feel like maybe this is going to give us some lore like foreshadowing for the rest of the game. And you tell me if you think this means anything. Okay. You go to her house. Yeah, she tells you a folktale about how Almia used to be ruled by a king okay. who had three large adult sons, three princes. One, two, three princes stand before you. Yeah, I prefer my princes to be a two. Yeah. These three princes were too rowdy, and he couldn't give them the kingdom because he didn't trust them. So instead, he banished them. And the eldest, who wore red, went to a volcanic land. And then the second, in fineries of yellow, went to the desert. Mm-hmm. And then he decided that the young prince in blue was allowed to stay as long as he could control himself. But then the king was racked with guilt, and then the kingdom descended into darkness, and then the old woman says she forgot the story. So What? I was like, are... am I going to get the rest of the story somehow? And are, is the volcanic land boil land, which we're going to soon? Is, does this mean anything, or are you just pulling my leg, lady? Here's what I'm thinking. And I can't quite remember the colors of the three sages attached to the three corners of the Triforce. Oh. But were they possibly... Green, red. Blue, green, and yellow? Or red? Isn't it green, red, blue? I don't remember. I know. It's like you're talking about three princes. Nintendo loves this kind of trifecta shit. That's what I'm saying. Are they tying this to the Zelda mythology? Maybe this will come back up. Now the Zelda mythology is so much more complicated because it turns out it it takes place in the same universe as Pokemon. Oh, this is on Bulbapedia, actually. I got the last part wrong. It's that the last child claimed the castle as his home after the eldest princes were gone. So the one who is in blue. Okay. And the king was racked by anger, solitude, and bitter guilt. 
and the darkness in his heart summoned forth the darkness in the world. Okay, so mostly right. That's also very Zelda-like. But then we don't get the rest of it. Oh, there is going to be more. Okay, I'm not going to go into it. There will be more. I'm excited about that, actually. I'm glad that I got that down. Okay. Keep your ears okay. open for that. And this is pictures. why you got to do the quests if you're playing along, which I don't think anyone is. You got to do these quests because you end up finding shit like this. Might get a little lore out of it. Yeah, but uh, that's all I got for those quests. After you do all that, you make your way to the ranger school, your old stomping grounds, and you have to teach that outdoor class that everyone loves, where the students grill you with questions, and you wow them. You know, I thought this was going to be harder. Me too. When I showed up and they're like, it's going to be a and I thought, oh, they're going to like quiz me on Pokemon. I'm going to have to know a bunch of Pokemon knowledge. And then it was all like... Who do you love? Right. <laughs> is it fun being a ranger? It's like, I guess so. And they, they still make you answer the questions. Like, uh, it pulls up a prompt on your screen, and you're like, yes, it is fun being a ranger. Yeah, I don't think you can get it wrong or right. But, you know, yeah, I wanted to inspire the children, so I said Yeah, I still fun. try to give them what I thought they wanted. Chairperson Irma's not sick. She's no. good. Yeah. One of the questions is about that. I was like, no, she's in great health. She's in good health. Everything's fine. Next question. Yeah. Um, also, uh, this is where you get crow gunk. You're right. On your way to ranger school, I forgot about this. That's where you're on the bridge, and then you run into some dim sun dudes. Yes. So, yes, you're on the bridge, and there are some brigantines here uh, who try to stop you. And in the process of doing that, you manage to uh, make off with their crow gunk, which is the partner Pokemon that I've decided to keep on my team. That's your new pal. From now on. Yeah. He's got some cool moves. He's got uh, poison. He's a poison type, and he does little poisons. Does he do the, like, poison pools? The pools, yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's a good one. So I now I have a Krogunk who follows me around and sings little happy tunes. Yeah, Mike Cranidos is doing that, too. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what it's it about. No one's explaining it, and I don't want to look it up. It's honestly kind of annoying. It's like... It takes up all the There's screen. a lot of little notes on the screen. Like, they're distracting. I get it, buddy. Like, you love me or and you're having a good time or whatever, but, like, yep. tone it down. Um, as you are teaching your outdoor class... Dim Sun shows up because it's those two who we liberated the Krogunk from. Yes. And they're here to teach you and these little kids a lesson. These younglings. I feel like the implication is actually rangers are probably, like, college age because like adolescent yeah yeah well you were just in ranger school right i think it's like you know it's secondary school or something right. i think we're you know late teens early 20s kind of a thing it's for people who are like too lazy or scared to go out and be a pokemon trainer yeah they're like i'm gonna stay in school you know i'm gonna become a ranger or an operator <laughs> nerds so yeah and then you you defeat these clowns they have carnivines which were too terrifying so ugly with their googly eyes like literally just floating all like cthulhu style all across the screen except it's one of the easiest battles because both the carnivines clump up and you can circle both yeah you just fucking mock circle (laughs) them and it was no trouble at all uh they just look dumb and then they they fuck off yeah and you head back to ranger base in a head back to ranger base barlow's like let's hit the not barlow what's the other guy's name crawford crawford's like let's hit the hay and when you wake up in the morning you've learned that barlow has disappeared in boyland volcano and everyone is a little worried that he's been incinerated burnt up by lava yeah 
I think that's it. So it's now our job to head to Boyland Volcano to um to find him. Yeah. Recover him. Recover his corpse. Go find his charred remains. Yeah. 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 Charter another ship over at Puel Town. Yeah. The SS Boyle, who which is captain by Captain Boyle. Right. And we're going to boil land. Boil land. It's like a lot of So I guess he know, discovered this much or narcissism? discovered this volcanic island. Yeah. Which is pretty built up. So it's not like he discovered a deserted island somewhere. You know, it's it's robust. He's an imperialist pig. Um as you're journeying over, Captain Boyle draws your attention to a very rare site, Josh. It's a real honor to be able to see this. Oh yeah? Oh it's the migration <laughs> oh, of the my God, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it pauses for a second at the open sea, and then you see some what they claim are some very, you know, beautiful uh, drift loons making their <laughs> annual, like, migration. They want this to be a moment. <laughs> like, they draw attention. They're like, yes, here it is, the drift blooms. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, uh, uh, gross. Right. They're all pretty gross looking. I know. I had my crany to start hurling rocks at them. <laughs> but they do play an important part. Popped a couple of them. Uh, in this next little leg. They have uh, a cool mechanic, I'll admit. Yeah. Once you reach Boil Land, it is a volcano. There's lava everywhere. There's a lot of fire Pokemon here. Magmars and Slugma. Charmanders. And, yep. Pikachus, finally. And Pikachus, which do double the, or triple the healing yeah, power. Pikachus of, uh, are where it's at. Pichu. Man, get two Pikachus on your team and you're like set on healing. I frequently did. But then you can also capture Drift Blooms, who have a uh, an overworld ability to carry you across lava chasms on. Yeah. Like vents. On like heat vents. Yeah. Uh, which you use to, to kind of navigate the, the maze of this map and make your way to the top of Boyland Volcano where there is a hidden base. This is where I started getting impressed where I was like, I'm worried we're just going to be, you know, crushing rocks or breaking crates or whatever, but you've got the Drifloons that float you over heat vents. Yep. You have to get a Shuppet at one point who can use uh, right. like side wave or something wave, to yeah. uh open up like hidden doors. So it's pretty it's that's what I was saying earlier. I think it's pretty inventive with the overworld abilities it's pretty gratifying at times you know like it's pretty gratifying to like go and get all the pokemon you need like at one point you take a drift bloom over a uh event and then you discover that there's another vent on the other side and it's like well i just used my drift bloom so i'm gonna have to go backtrack yeah it's kind of fun to build the exact team you need to kind of get across yeah and my teams always inevitably have at least one pikachu definitely and then I was holding on to Drift Blooms way longer than I needed to. Like, I was in Team Dim Sun's secret base and still had a Drift Bloom on me. And it took forever to finally be like, okay, I guess I don't need this anymore. Yeah, you kind of want to keep some of them yeah. as, like, a safety. So, yeah, there's plenty of, of cool Pokemon here. Um, eventually, you make your way into a secret base hidden inside of uh, Boyland Volcano. Mm -hmm. That is a Dim Sun base where Barlow has been taken. Right. It's a harbor, too. There's a boat here. A big cargo ship that they are hiding uh inside of volcano base they make you get all metal gear solid like solid snake on them oh my god yeah this is very unexpected at one point there's a little bit of a cutscene where they're like okay the boat is leaving in two minutes finish up all your business and let's go yeah after they've loaded all of the pokemon on it <laughs> like yeah noah's ark style it's like pairs of mind controlled pokemon right but they're like there's a ranger on the loose if you see the ranger kick him out and then you have two minutes to like do this like may it's you know what it is it's again 
Ocarina of Time, that like yeah, the castle, castle courtyard puzzle. Maze. Yeah. Where definitely. the guards are like walking in circles and you kind of need to just sort of like stay out of their cone Gotta of vision. Quickly memorize their pathing so that you can scurry up there in two minutes. I appreciate them adding a new fun little challenge and mechanic to it. I literally beat it in 20 seconds. Yeah, we are. <laughs> the clock read uh, 138 by the time double I got up there. Plus the target demographic, probably. Yeah. Of this game. <laughs> but good job, Tanner. Thank you. Pat yourself on the back for that one. Um, and then, so yeah, you get you get on the boat, or they like they try to kick you off the boat again, but then you get on anyway. Yeah, you have to fight a couple of like clowns, machokes, I think, once you get on there. But right. after you capture them, they're like, "Uh oh, gotta go tell the boss." The second you're on the boat, you get a big uh, a big piece of foreshadowing, which is that there's this big plug called the Kingston plug. I don't know why Kingston valve, the Kingston valve, like yeah. this named thing. <laughs> And the and then a couple of cronies are like, well, if you take that out, the boat would sink, and you're gonna need a machop. Yeah, it needs something real strong to close that to put it back in place. And I was like, like, okay, I don't know that you keep should. that in mind. First of all, I wouldn't have designed a ship to have a big plug at the bottom of it that can just make that the whole thing sink. sink it. <laughs> yeah. And then if I were going to do that, because it's obviously some sort of like fail safe like you know fuck it like we're screwed like destroy the evidence thing then i probably wouldn't have put the pokemon on it that have the ability that could stop it from sinking the ship but i'm no criminal mastermind so clearly you know i'm sure there's some reason for all of this so then you make your way through this this boat it's it's like a team rocket headquarters sort of thing where there's like conveyor belts that carry you around yeah you've also been given the task of now I'm having so much trouble remembering. Who oh, it's it was, in the but... it's in the the Boyle Land Village where yeah, you have to get permission village. from the elder to go into the volcano. But he's distraught. Yeah, exactly. Because his mime junior has been taken. Right. He's been influenced by mind control and has been taken by Dim Sun. So at some point you're you're working your way through this boat and you encounter the mime junior and then the mime junior kind of becomes your buddy. And he, he guides you through the rest of the level. Yeah. And I'll say it grew on me a little bit. The it's still ugly, but it's so small, you can't really tell. And it yeah, kind of just scurries around. It. And the, the sprite looks kind of good. It's uh, kind of good at this, I'll admit. Yeah. And it's your ally here. Well, and there's uh, some other Pokemon down here. There's um, Monferno. That one was useful. Monferno's useful. There's Houndooms, which are not useful. Drowsy. Every now and then, they'll just throw a Pokemon at you that has like level one tackle. And you're just like, oh, this is trash. Right, that's useless at this. This point. is here is filler. <laughs> yeah, um, and then there's some some spinner acts as well. Uh, and the spinner act. What? Now that you mentioned it, I would be remiss to not mention how when you have to capture them, they use string shot, and it looks like a cum shot. <laughs> and there's just really no way around it. All right, Josh, if you say so, here we go. It's like God, it's been Creatures so Inc. is willing to steer into it where everyone kind of I got kind a new computer knew. since last time. They're not even going to recognize me. <laughs> everyone everyone kind of knew string shot. You know, we know what that means, you know. But Creatures Inc. in Pokemon Ranger Shadows of Almia was like, you know what? Let's just put that rumor to bed. Furaffinity.net Spinarak. You're trying to do a fur affinity check with spinner rack? Yeah, you you essentially dared me to. I guess I did. Oh, God. Oh, God. This one's pretty sexy. 
What is a sexy spinner rack? I'm sending it to you now, and you can see. <laughs> like to see. It's like ooh ooh. It's cute. Uh, it's got big thighs. Oh, okay. That sounds kind of interesting. That's like that's sort of the the best one, and then it's just a bunch of like it's 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 always the same with fur affinity, and that's like why we don't really do it. Anymore. I'm not yucking yums. <laughs> if your thing is like watching a spinnerack eat somebody and vor them down, like fine, I don't care, you know. But like, yeah, I'd expect that. Why is it just that? You know, why is it always just that? This one that you sent me with the spinnerack bearing hips. <laughs> It's always it's diapers kind of, and vor, except this one. Kind of voluptuous and. Um, it's kind of a, a little a bit of a bow. Kind of a sexy spinner rack, huh? Yeah, I kind of like it. <laughs> For what it is. Yeah, that's kind of cute. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, not a lot to work with. Yeah, spinner rack. The spinner rack uh, search on For Affinity does not net a lot of super sexy results here's a boy turning into a spinner rack okay tell me about it i don't think it's sexy though oh god you know what that reminds me of no well how what, how could i ever know what that reminds you of there was oh god am i gonna be able to find this there was a, a sort of meme image going around tumblr like i would say 10 years ago okay of a guy it's like a photo series of a guy slowly turning oh turning into, Char- into charizard oh charizard yeah. right that's a classic that's what this picture of this guy turning into the spinner rack reminds that's me of. easy to find i already found it yeah 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 i mean it's on God, reddit he looks what a good job he did too huh it's a uh tasteful <laughs> well done photo series of a man it looks like it hurts just taking a selfie and then he suddenly turns into a charizard he's like doubling over I know. Like, it hurts. Like, does he want this? One way or another, he's Charizard now. It's happening. It's happening. We'll share that on our socials if you haven't seen it. Yeah, we'll probably share these sexy pictures of uh, Spinarak, too. Yeah, I think the voluptuous one. We'll put that kind of stuff on the, on the subreddit, you know? Yeah. That's for the freaks on the subreddit. You rescue Barlow. He's tied up in here. You need to catch an Electabuzz to use Flash to light up the room. It's such a, that's a weak premise. Yeah. You like find Barlow and you're in the room and he's like, well, you're not going to be able to see well enough to untie me. So you'll have to go catch an Electabuzz. And it's like, okay. I did like the, uh, the engine room is powered by two Electabuzz in like hamster wheels. <laughs> yeah. Just running around in a wheel. It's like pretty good. Then you let, Barlow out in the last little bit of shenanigans is that you discover that Mr. Kincaid, uh, he's behind it sort all. of strict, no nonsense teacher from the Pokemon Ranger school is the head honcho. He comes out of the captain's quarters and he goes, oh, I hope you haven't been running in the ship's hallways because that's his thing is preventing people from running in the hallways. Yeah. And then he does a little twirl. And he reveals a little outfit where he has a cape, which is interesting. Oh, okay. You think he's bi? Uh, yeah. But I don't think we want him on our in our community, you know? What? You're claiming you're claiming that you're bisexual now? Uh, I, we're all in the community. I've known you a long LGBTQ time. LGBTQ plus community. You're right. Okay. G and B are right next to each other. <laughs> LGBTQA for ally. 
and that's me. Uh, yeah. Well, I feel like that's kind of fading out of it, but I'm here to pull my weight. You're an ally, yeah. And you're calling out someone in the the uh, preceding letters community <laughs> about how I identify and who that's I identify in the community. That's what allies are for. <laughs> Mr. Kincaid is unfortunately part of the community. Yeah, and he's got uh, <laughs> there's there's a drapion here, and you're you wanna like Barlow's there's very a few like, waves. Yeah, Barlow's very horny for this drapion. He wants to catch it, but then Barlow's dang Styler breaks. Yeah, and keep in mind he lost this stupid thing. You found it in the volcano, and you brought it back to him. And then he breaks it immediately. So and you you're like fending catch. off fucking rye horns and stunkies. And then every time you defeat a wave of henchmen, they're like, I'm too scared by Mr. Kincaid. So I'm just going to jump and swim away. Right. So like 16 people jump into the sea. They probably die. Yeah. And then you finally have to clean up Barlow's mess and take on the Strapian. Which is a battle. Fucking this whole thing was... <laughs> That, I mean, you were, the, the rest was you were easy. You twirl but. in your stylus on this thing. Oh, my God. It's got the smog move. It's got, like, I don't know, poison sting or sludge or something that, like, cascades across the screen. And it's got a trillion hit points. Yeah, it's a hoss. It's a big battle. I think I had two Pikachus and then maybe a Monferno at this point and a Drowsy. Drowsy was super effective, so that was good. I picked up a couple of Drowsies. I had two Pikachus, two Drowsies, because that... The drowsy is the way to go with this thing. Yeah. I know none of you are playing along. You all keep <laughs> tweeting at us to be like, I'm not playing Ranger. It's like, okay, fine. Well, we're just, you know, we're having a good time. And I, <laughs> you should. You yeah. should play it. It's really fun. Yeah. But yeah, if you're going to take on Drapion, drowsy is the way to go. Yeah, I beat him first try, but I was like, pro- I think I had maybe five or six hit points. So one hit because each hit he does like 10 damage, maybe eight. Yeah, it's huge. He wallops you. And he moves so fast that it's like, you can't just, like, the strategy behind this game is like, when they throw up their little, like, alert, it means they're going to attack, and then you stop circling. Right. But he attacks so much and so fast that it's like, you can't, it's so hard to stop circling, you know? In order to, like, not start losing the progress on the meter that you've already made, which starts draining if you wait too long to circle again, you have to just figure out how to, like, quickly squeeze in one circle while he's doing, you know, whatever move. Yeah, he's so tough. Yeah, this was tough. I was pleased that I managed to pull it off with a sliver of health, and at the end, I got a perfect score, like the S, but I got the, like, 100-plus loops... Because it will tell you, like, kind of little achievements. <laughs> yeah. 100 plus loops. Narrow capture, I think, because I almost died. And then I leveled up twice because it was, like, 1,600 experience. Yeah, I think I leveled up twice, too. First try as well? Yep. Nicely done. Weirdly, this did not present the same challenge that those two Rampardos, uh, Rampardos yeah. did. But Yeah. And then, yeah. And then you're, you've saved the day. You've rescued Barlow. You've foiled Kincaid. And you've gained another rank. But, of course... He has his minions open up that Kingston valve. Yep, and then you because gotta... they're like, we can't. There's too much evidence here. Can't let can't let everyone figure out this plot. So Barlow decides to go take the wheel. Barlow take the wheel. Yeah, and then your job is to go and close up that Kingston valve. So grab yourself a machoke. Get down there. Yeah, you flee down to the bottom. Uh, kind of like fleeing the yeah. Hyrule Castle that's getting destroyed at the end of uh, Ocarina of Time, just to finish that comparison. But you have four minutes, so... It gives you a timer again. Plenty of time. Once again, it's like, okay, this took me 30 seconds yeah. to get down here. And then you just get him a choke, and uh, yeah. 
He hurls the big manhole cover onto that Kingston valve. Yep. And uh, crash the whole ship onto a beachhead, which happens to be Ascension Square, I think, at the Ranger School. So that's it. That's the leg of the journey that we went on this week. Yeah. We are tearing through this game at a clip. There's only 16 missions. We're halfway through now. I know we make it sound light and fun, but it is <laughs> a tremendous amount of Pokemon playing. <laughs> it's pretty grueling. Each week. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's honestly like very fun. I, I know we keep saying that, but it's like... I'm surprised by how much I like this game. Like, I, I'm usually pretty, like, excited to pick it up and play it for a little while. Yeah, me too. Joshua. Yes, you are. What is your What is your level? Oh, level check. A quick level check. Let's do a level check. It's nice when the level checks are about a minute long. I'm level Galass, I should say. Ire is uh, level 19 and rank 5. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tokyo Hotel is level 20 in rank 5. God, I can't believe that. I don't feel like I'm doing it intentionally. I feel like I just did what the game asked me to do. It's like you got a couple more mon on the, you know, random encounters, essentially. I mean, I think, like, I have JRPG rules in mind as I'm going through this game, which is, like, bonk every random enemy in the overworld. Okay, I'm definitely not doing that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think, like... I guess I should. I've played enough JRPGs that it's, like, you... You gotta just get that EXP Instead of grinding, just, like... Yeah, hit every hit every enemy. All right, no matter how big or little, I'll do that. That's it for this leg of Pokemon Ranger Shadows of Elmia. Elmia. We will be back next week. Missions nine through twelve. Let's just take a quick glance at where we're headed. Okay, let me see what we got. We're gonna meet Sven, whom whom we have been introduced to via the. Um, the newspaper. Oh yeah, the newspapers. I was gonna post some of those. I took a screenshot of each one. The Instagram because <laughs> they look really cool. Also, what a bad newspaper. They take up both screens on the DS. It takes up both screens, and then the headline will just be like Sven. It's a rag. <laughs> look. Oh yeah, Sven. No punctuation, just Sven. <laughs> That's the headline. Look, cowboy hat. Sven. So Sven. I think we're gonna go meet Sven and and figure out what he's all about as a beginning point for our next leg where we're going to be a top rangers oh yes we've already been we've already been um given the honor of top rangers haven't we yeah we're gonna be actually part of the union yeah that's exciting so please if you're if you're not playing along with us that's okay but i kind of hope that these episodes inspire you go pick up the cards they're still fairly cheap on ebay yeah and get caught up with us because it's it's a pretty fun little game but also pick up your black and white two cards because uh, we're going to be moving on pretty quickly after this game. Please do rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and do follow it anywhere that you follow podcasts. And do follow us on social media at expsharepod on Twitter and Instagram. We put up okay. fun little audiograms. We put up level checks. We interact with you, the community. It's fun. Yeah. That's my part. Stole it. I did it. So you can also find us on Reddit, reddit.com slash r slash bugcatchers, where that's where we put that spicy stuff, like those spinner racks with the big hips. These sexy spinner you know, racks. There's some fun memes in there. Very talented community of bug catchers in there. I think 900 members now. Wow. So. I didn't even know Reddit had 900 people on it. <laughs> I know. These days. And if you also want to support the show... You can buy some merch at expsharemerch.com, which usually works, or it's just on Tee Public 
if you can't find it. Yeah, just go search experience share. Yep. T public. EXP share. Uh, and uh, anything else? Yeah, maybe I think Happy Holidays. Is that when this comes out? Happy Holidays. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But catchers, thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining me, Joshua. Uh, this has been Experience Share. It's a Pokemon podcast starring me, Tantine, and my co-host, Kranadosh. That's me. Buck catchers, Joshua. Goodbye. Smell you later.